everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Hello, sleepyheads! Welcome back to the Sleepy Hollow After Show. Turn it up! Here on AfterBuzz TV. Yeah, turn that up. Frankenstein! He's a kindred. He's not a Frankenstein. Okay? He's a Franklinstein. It's season two, episode two. The kindred. The fan did say we should punch him. No, they said Franklinstein on the show. On the show, but it. Ah, whatever. We'll give it. So, right now, because of that, we're sitting at $6.50 after one episode, a Stevenless episode at that. Uh, So, it's me, Matt Lieberman. Stephen Lemieux is back. Uh, Zach Wilson is back. Hey, guys. Jackie Brown. Is back. We're not worthy. Yeah. Uh, oh man, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. All right. So, so let's cut the music because we got a show to talk about. Frankenstein. All right. So uh, another great episode of Sleepy Hollow. God, I love this show. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, and we we got a little Frankenstein's monster. We got to finally figure out what was up with our Frank, Frank Irving. Uh, Jenny gets arrested. We've got a new sheriff that we instantly do not like, but that's the kind of the point. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. What'd you guys think of the episode? I mean, since I wasn't here last week, I just have to say I watched these both both episodes back to back today. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin's a freaking prick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't like you. You kind of, he reminds me of the dude who shows up to the party, takes a keg of beer, and then leaves, or takes like the case of beer and leaves. He was so much better in 1776. He's just a big weirdo. Where's that Ben Franklin? He's I like him. He's funny. Yeah, he's, he's so ridiculous. Big funny weirdo. Timothy like, Busfeld. He walks in, he sees the, the like group of female witches, he's like, yeah. What's, what's up, up girl? Hey, Katrina. You yeah. want to make that Corb Trina a Benjamin Frank Trina? Uh, that's what? not, that's that's not, not, not a point. That no. No. no, it doesn't get any, doesn't even get points. You get no points, <laughs> and God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, even you. I'm a studio audience. Yeah. Hating um, me. So we open this episode with another fake out, this time a dream on the part of uh, of Ichabod Crane. But even like it's a prophetic dream, which maybe we should we should think about. This uh, is another mean fake out for me because Sleepy Hollow is just personally trolling me, I feel, at this point. Yeah. They're like, we're going to kill Katrina. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> no. Jackie's like, I can be the only woman. What? That's not no. no. Abby. Abby. Yes. That's Crabby. Yes. If you will, <laughs> Krabby. Remember, oh, well, that was what we used to call. Oh, it. We used to call it Krabby. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we have this uh, awful ceremony, and and Katrina is strung up like uh, like the girl in King Kong, um, <laughs> and uh, and Arrow, and uh, and he slices open her hand, and the hand of the horseman is like, you know, to unite you permanently, we must mix your blood and sanctify you. And I'm like, ew, that's dead person magic blood. And it's, it's going sanitary. in her vein. Exactly. And then he cuts. He goes to cut off her head. And like, oh, oh. oh, okay. It's a dream. Yeah, it's all a dream. But, like, you never it know with this show. Dream. Because, honestly, it's like, okay, it was a dream. But was he, like, dreaming of an image of something that happened? Or was it, like, a dream that was just a normal dream? Or was well, it a dream it was that a was actually... Dream. Yeah, it was prophetic. Because he, he was envisioning what would eventually be happening yeah. if they didn't try to intervene. A ceremony that did actually exist. Yeah. And that they were actually going to perform. Okay. Which he was reading about. So it could be prophecy. could be just like, but, I was reading he, about but this But he, he read out. about it after his dream. No, I thought he just no, showed, he, he showed oh. her after oh, his okay. dream. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, so uh, he wakes up and Abby's like, "Stop dreaming! We got to go meet the new sheriff in town." Um, and she's, Sheriff Dolores Umbridge. No, she's not Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> she's not that bad. Like, okay, can I just be devil's advocate because I'm the only one who's going to be and talk about what it's like from her perspective? No. Okay, her hometown has been just plagued with deaths. <laughs> And all kinds of stuff in, in in her absence, and she comes into this this uh, this sheriff's department. Stop it! <laughs> Stephen is being a, just a jackass next to me. Um, she comes into the sheriff's department where the sheriff is 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 found guilty of a double homicide. Who like confesses to a double homicide, including one of his cops. So of course she's going to be super hard nosed, trying to get everything back in line. You know, she doesn't understand everything that's been going on here. She's not going to give Abby and Ichabod the same amount of leeway that Frank Irving gave them at the top of of the first season, where he was just like, look, just take care of this thing. This is, like, working. I don't want to know about it, but just do it. She's not going to be that person. Well, in her defense, I will say, she actually hasn't seen something headless with a machine gun shooting at her yet. Right. I mean, there is the... It's kind of the same reaction that Irving had when he was first on the force. Aside from that, though, at least Irving was fun. She's just a total Dolores Umbridge. But I still think that they're making her out to be super bad in in the way that they're going to turn it around later where it turns out that she's actually for the good team. Because or, I, feel like, I feel like it's too obvious to make her this cranky pants without ha- without her revealing some sort of like good background secret about her mom. I like this having this force of opposition though. Yeah. It's like sort of what I was missing when Ir- when like Irving came over and was like totally on board. See, I liked it when we had everyone on the same team. But yeah. it's too easy at that point. You need someone like challenging them. I, I I agree with you in that like when I was watching the episode I was like, God, this bitch. But Don't then- say bitch. Don't say it's so reductive. 
Okay, what was Dolores? What was the name? Dolores Umbridge. Okay, damn this Umbridge. Yeah, I hate this Umbridge. But like, then I looked at it from the from the point of like, you're right. They're basically running the whole town. Like they they don't have to worry about any like outside influence. They can just chase them and everything. They can just get guns yeah. and walk them through the catacombs. So it was becoming a little bit unrealistic in that respect. So bringing somebody to bring them back down, but even though I hate her so much, yeah. it makes sense to me. It's a character you like to hate. See, I feel no, like she's not even got, that. She makes me want to poop my pants. I, feel I just, like just got to have an agenda, okay? She says she's read files on everybody. She comes in armed with opinions about everyone. Oh, opinions. Yeah, but but she also stumbles. Oh, she's the first person from the sheriff's department ever to walk into those archives. Okay, she. That is true because didn't they have to like bomb a wall to get to those archives? Yeah, I'm like nobody even realized these archives were there. They had to like dig out walls and go through the catacombs, and yet she walks through the catacombs, mm-hmm. the bat filled catacombs. Yeah, to go well, and check on the no, archives. No, she doesn't come weird. through the catacombs. She comes through the hallway. She, but it's like. It, no one goes there. Yeah, so why is she there locked. at the perfect time to catch Jenny with a bag full of guns? The only reason that they went through the catacombs, catacombs, catacombs. To, to go to get to the archive was because it was locked and they didn't have they didn't want to like go through the normal means. Right. Mm-hmm. So she probably just had a key, like unlocked the door. Yeah, but like, what is she? Why was she going there in the first place? Oh, I better check out every room that I'm going to be the sheriff of. <laughs> okay, I mean, this is the room with all the old books about like ancient America that, for whatever reason, the police have. If you think of this as a moving as a moving town, though, like as if people are actually living in this town. Everyone on the forest is probably talking about like the weird people coming and going out of the archives all the time. And okay. if she's the new person, she'd be like, "Well, I want to know what the hell this is if I'm going to be in charge of it." She but is he- actively investigating why Ichabod is there because mm-hmm. like, why are we like why do we have a history consultant, an Oxford history? She needs professor. to make her history before Frank Underwood takes that away from her. It- Can I punch her that? I, I don't know. I'm going to do no. a seven. Seven dollars. Okay. It you. makes sense, though, that if he is the history consultant, that it makes sense that he would be in that room. And if Abby is in charge of him, it makes sense that they would be going out of, in and out of that room. The only person that maybe they've seen go in and out of there that doesn't make sense is Jenny. Mm-hmm. Because the only two people going in there are the two people who are already authorized to look at the but archives. she came in through... I feel like she only enters and leaves through the catacombs. She doesn't go through the police station because there's no reason for her to be there. When she comes in with the bag of guns, she comes in through the catacombs. It's true. And it's just perfect timing. Like, that doesn't ring false to anybody. She knows about Abby's mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like either she is a misguided good person or she's got some kind of dark agenda and she's related to the parents, which I'm really glad that they brought that thread back because I'd completely forgotten. That's right. Uh, Abby's mom went crazy um, and uh, I, I forget what happened to her father but in any case they both probably have ties to the supernatural and we maybe get into that this season I feel like she's secretly good and she knows something about the mom that she can reveal and she, they, I feel like they're bringing in, they're bringing her in to fake us out hmm. interesting 
even though I don't like her. Okay. I also, it's also weird to me that if they hired, if they hired this uh, history consultant from Oxford, the first thing you do to him is to basically be a jerk and question his job to his face instead of just going on your own and doing it. I know they had to do it as like a, a plot device, mm-hmm. but it's just like it rang false to me as a person who comes in and sees the department basically going up to somebody who has credentials and being like, well, why are you here? You know, it just seemed, it just, I was like, that's so weird if you just took it as this person is here doing a job and they have credentials and then she just questions Jackie, them to her face. Hashtag writing. Now let's continue on because we've been on this for way too <laughs> long now. Well, it's, it, it's a thread that runs through the whole episode. It's worth talking about. So, in any case, uh, they come up with this idea, you know, like, Ichabod is determined to get Katrina freed. She is in the clutches of the horsemen. This cannot be. She cannot lose her head. We must save her before this happens. I'm with Jenny, who was basically like, the last time we tried this, it sucked, so... Why are we doing it again? Why are we doing it again? Yeah. And he's like, because I want to save her, because she's my wife, and I'm, I'm committed. And Jackie just rolls her eyes. <laughs> Not a fan. We saw that from in here. Yeah. Do you do you want me to go on a rant? Because I will. I love it Can we get some do. backup music for Jackie's rant real quick? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a sad... Something stirring. Google, like, YouTube sad violin and play the one sad that shows, like... violin. It shows, sad like, a picture of a planet. Violin. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite one to play on okay. rants. Um, so, one of the fans called her Princess Peach, and I agree with that. It's like she is basically... But she's got da- Princess Daisy hair, really. <laughs> if we're she's quibbling. basically only in a position to be saved, and... Again, she's supposed to be this, like, clever witch. Even if your witch powers are diminished, it just cracks me up how these you have these two guys who are supposedly masterminds, Abraham Von Brunt and Henry Parrish, mm-hmm. and they're discussing their plans. And instead of tying her up with the twine that apparently could keep her there... They decide to like let her wander the place, and then he walks it, and then she walks over, and she's like doopy doopy doo, and listens to them. And I'm sorry, but you guys got to be smarter than that. Plus, plus, she does point out to Abraham that she's like, oh, I could just get out of those ties. Why did you do that <laughs> earlier? Okay, that's a good point. I, I will <laughs> say, why are they discussing these like big plans in front of someone who is? Obviously, their enemy. Right? And then she's like, oh, if I stay here, they'll keep talking about their nefarious plans in front of me. Worst mole ever. Why? They don't trust you. They don't trust you. They are planting this information so that she will, she'll believe that she's getting good information so that she will ultimately feed false information back to Ichabod and Abby. I mean, do you think that or do you think that they're just really not thinking it through? Or maybe they just don't consider her a threat. Because, like, literally they're on the verge of I mean, chopping Jackie her head doesn't off. Consider her Maybe a they respect her as much as Jackie yeah, does. Yeah, I think yeah. they respect her as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and also, like, Henry's like, uh, well, you know, there's nothing I can do. This guy, she's basically his payment. There's nothing I can do. She has to be here. I still have to do my business. Uh, I mean, she's never going to get away. Screw it. It's whatever. I don't even feel she, like getting she since She won't today. even leave, <laughs> even if she can leave. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we'll get into that in a second, but Basically, but I was also upset with our heroes in this because they're like, she reveals this big plan that they're trying to bring Moloch back. It's like, 
No, duh. Yeah, it's like, not even a plan. That's not even. That's been there. That's been since the previous episode. We know that that's their plan. They've been trying. No, 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 no. Jackie. The plan is to try again. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not, the it's, huge development. Like, it's like this it's is like, like Scooby Doo logic. No, it's like taken and taken too. They take somebody from his family, but then it's different because they take somebody from his family. <laughs> They're gonna try again. I'm like, so we're enlisting Katrina to basically tell them stuff that they pretty much already well, know. Well, no, they're gonna, she's gonna get good stuff. She's gonna get good bits, good At nuggets. Best, she's gonna get trap information. All right, yeah, fine. there you go. Well, let's talk about the kindred for a second, okay? They're like, well, how are we gonna get her free? She's held with the with the horsemen. Well, Ben Franklin was working on this thing called the kindred. Conveniently, and, and it is basically it's it's a Frankenstein. Um, but they never got it to work because they didn't have uh, a piece of the horseman's body, which our heroes totally do. So <laughs> they march on down to Frank in jail, and he has been beat up because apparently cons don't like cops. Um, so we have Frankenstein and Frank in jail. <laughs> pun jar. Uh, that goes with pun jar. Yeah, so that's uh, so what? 750. 750. All right. Um, and uh, it's great to see Orlando Jones back on the show. This yeah. this episode, like the scene with the with the lie detector, especially reminded me, like, oh man, this guy's like a great dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just awesome on the show. He's a great like sobering presence. Uh, that I really really enjoy. Um, and uh, I loved seeing these two connect. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, tell him. Everything that's been going on. I know he's in prison. You don't want to worry him. But tell him, oh, yeah, there's this guy. You remember we had a sin eater that you never met last season? Um, Yeah, Henry Parrish. He kind of looks like this. And he is Ichabod's son, and he is the horseman of war. Watch out for anyone bearing that description. Who are you saying should have told him this? Abby. Abby, okay. At the prison. Well, because you skipped to the lie detector for a second, so I don't know if we were talking about... One of our fans called that out, that that, uh, Henry and Frank would meet up, and Frank wouldn't know, like, obviously wouldn't know who Mm -hmm. Henry was. I just want to give a shout-out to Dionysus One for calling that out. What up, Dionysus One? And Abby couldn't... Abby couldn't say that to him because unlike uh, Headless and Henry, she doesn't just blurt out plans when there are other people sitting in the room. (laughs) But that's not plans. That's just common knowledge. Okay. Hey, there's another dude you gotta look out for. He looks pretty human. He's got a head in all this stuff. He wears glasses. Hey, Frank, they're trying... He was great on Fringe. They're trying to bring Moloch back again, Frank. What? That's a crazy plan. I That's never would have imagined. I never would have guessed that. Guys, but you don't even know because we're only two episodes in. In episode eight, we're going to get their master plan, which is that they're going to try to bring Moloch back. What? No, I never could have seen that coming. I don't know this. this is like Sailor Moon's plot, which is always they need energy. That's yeah. the entire plot of Sailor Moon. But, but I do want to. I want to preface this that like we do love the show. We, we love do. Like, of course, we love the show. And I know yeah. we make fun of that, but like there are so many plots from like just looking back to fir- the first season. I'm like super excited for every episode this season, seeing all the new creatures that they're going to create and bring mm-hmm. into this universe. That I mean, and we got Frank and Franklinstein on the loose now. We don't know where he is. We don't know where he is at the end and of this And we're just going to have Headless chasing him down for the ends of the earth. Alright, alright. Um, so, uh, Frank lets, lets Abby know that the head, they're talking about the head in public and she can't talk about Henry Parrish. Anyway, That's a good point. Um, he tells her that, she, that he put it in uh, Sleepy Hollow Savings and Loan. She's like, you put it in a bank? He's like, I put it in 
in a vault surrounded by all this blah 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 and 24 hour security and they both kind of like giggle to each other and I'm like oh all these two and I really love that that was um, a B word moment for me um, the Buffy word. Oh, yeah, it, the word we don't of, say. Yeah, the word we don't say that I just said. <laughs> it was one of those quirky little moments that you're like, I. this is why I love this show, because they can put severed heads in a safety deposit box, and yeah. it makes total sense. Total sense. Got 24-hour security, mm-hmm. armed yeah. guards. Perfect. In bulletproof, like, bomb-proof, yeah. two feet of concrete. Um, and she encourages him to plea in, uh, to uh, tell the truth so he'll get uh, insanity and he'll get moved to Terrytown because as we've learned it's pretty easy to sneak out of Terrytown. Apparently, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Alright, before we move on and talk about banks and all kinds of fun stuff. This is not the strain. Uh, I want to talk about iTunes. People, I say it every week because it's the truth. You go to iTunes, you rate and review the shows that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube because it's the best way to support us here at AfterBuzz TV. We put out over 80 hours of free after show content every single week. It's a huge endeavor. There's a lot of moving parts, and supporting us helps us keep that going. We have the widest selection of TV, after show, entertainment, anywhere on the web. And we are very, very proud of that fact. You know, and and don't make fun of me while I'm I'm not. I'm I'm hyping you. I'm your hype man. You're you're my hype man? Alright, fine. Um, So, it doesn't cost you a dime. It only takes a second. Only a second. (laughs) I'm trying to Matt, come Steve, on. I'm my own hype man. We were being all sad that you weren't here last yeah. week, and now we're regretting being now you're just Now you're just a dickens. Uh, but in any case, it helps us out, and you get a shout-out here on the show. Um, I'm going to read some now. Five stars, the best Sleepy Hollow podcast around from Brittany Williams. Had to write a second review because I'm so freaking excited to fangirl with these guys in season two. Pure gold, ladies and gents. Pure gold. Another great podcast. Five stars from Sunnydale99. What up, Sunnydale? Yeah, nice name. Yeah. Thoughts on Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow Hollow may be the show that fills the void that uh, the B-word show, Buffy, <laughs> left behind. Uh, the show is awesome. Thoughts on podcasts. Just as entertaining as the show. Really enjoy these hosts. They have great chemistry and they are really funny. I 100% agree with what Jackie says about certain characters. <laughs> Katrina, shake my head. Thanks a lot. Oh, that's um, what SMH stands yes, for. Yes, that's what it means. Uh, SMDH is shake my damn head. Uh, props all around. Five stars from Shelter at Heart. Such a perfect podcast for a great show. All of the hosts play off of one another so well. It makes listening great experience. Fingers crossed for more Purgatory Prom. <laughs> I may have to make a make a return. Um, yay, we're back. Five stars from Ronnie J. TLDR. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a long one, so I'm just going to read the top part because we, we, we should. The sleepy premiere was amazing. So was the after show, as expected. I missed Steve. He's been punjaring it up on punjarless shows, but doesn't show up here. What up with that? But yay, Zach is here. <laughs> yay. For the first few shows, every time he speaks, I'm going to expect tangents that start with mispronounced German words, and then that will make me daydream about a grim, sleepy, hollow crossover. You can always dream. Oh, Five-star podcast from Eric464. Uh, yes, four incredible hosts together again for another season of one of the best shows on television. Sleepy Hollow is creepy, funny, and exciting. All at the same time, After Buzz podcast, just as entertaining. Love the discussions and puns. Fingers crossed for another round of freestyle rapping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, entertaining. Five stars from Tea Dreamer. I'm so glad you guys are back for the second season of Sleepy Hollow. You guys provide insightful critique and are entertaining while doing
doing so. Uh, still five stars best after Buzz panel. Watch this podcast so last funny. season. Matt, Jackie, and Steven helped me to love this show called Sleepy Hollow. Best panel on After Buzz TV. And now we get Zach too. Um, great explanation of Abby's <laughs> mumbling and digging, Zach. Uh, Even <laughs> without that nut, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the hosts are amazing. JD writes 101, five stars. The hosts are fantastic. I'm an amazing back and forth with each other. Plus the theories and the views they offer are great. I'll definitely be tuning in all season long. Keep up the good work. I feel like we got a return, a lot of return customers with these we reviews. We love it. We um, love it. Poor Shala, just like ladies, you can't listen to just one. Aww. Five stars. Found this podcast while listening to the AB Doctor Who podcast and just started Sleepy Hollow Season 2, Episode 1. So I decided to listen to this podcast to catch myself up with the last season so I wouldn't be as lost as hell. Long story short, I listen to every episode in the span of two days. I feel well educated on the show. I'm entertained as hell. Love the puns. And the hosts have a hilarious dynamic. Give it a listen and I'm sure you'll love it. It could be five ever. Oh, that's, guys, that's one more than forever. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, love this show. Five stars. Bad Wolf Bay. Ten. So happy Sleepy Hollow is back and so is the after show. Love the hosts and, of course, the pun jar. Uh, like hanging out with friends. Five stars. CAC 456. This is the best Sleepy Hollow podcast out there. The hosts are down to earth and funny, but they also provide interesting views on the story. This podcast makes my day. P.S. Jackie Borowski is awesome. Yeah. And I <laughs> love Sleepy Hollow and these recaps. Five stars from Keandrick. Love this show. Love the funny. Love the casting. Love the characters. The creepy gets a bit too much for me sometimes, but I can take it because of the other stuff. Love these recaps, too. Love the panel. They're fun together. Look forward to the second season premiere along with the recaps. That was a long iTunes. That was awesome, guys. Yeah. But just because it seems like we have a lot doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep them coming. Because right now we're sitting on 128 ratings. We need 11 more show. reviews to get 100 customers. A hundred reviews, but I'm saying we can get all the way to 200 ratings this season. I think that is a very reasonable goal, oh, yeah. and I think that we we have the ability to do it. So go ahead, go to iTunes, make that happen. Thank you. Thank and if you. we get to a hundred customer reviews, a hundred, I will drink an entire two liter on camera. <laughs> of okay. What? Right. Of what? Do we get to choose? Um, I'd prefer you didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Uh, um, the fans. We get some. Get the fans get, fans get to choose. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, you already said it's too I'll late. I'll make it ziz. Uh, they, <laughs> no one gets that. It's, they don't watch. It's Helix they After Show. We, we cross ziz. reference our after shows way too much. But isn't, like, I thought ziz is actually, like, a real thing. Isn't that? It's, it's like just chocolate and stuff. No. Yeah. No. no it's, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't. Oh. Don't worry about it. Uh, just don't worry about it. Okay. So, uh, we get some classic Ichabod. She's just disgusted. <laughs> we get some classic Ichabod uh, social commentary when they go to the bank. Uh, we also had the the fun bit about uh, the wedding industry. Oh yes. man! <laughs> Thank you though. That's that's appreciated. What? No, just his commentary on it because it's just so ridiculous. On the bank. Yeah. I mean, if you look, I mean, of both of them, because if you kind of look at it from a third person, it is kind of ridiculous. It is weird. Oh, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's just like screwing with this pen that's chained. It's like, like you really expect people to hand over their hard-earned <laughs> fortunes, but you can't trust them with a single quill what or an it? inkwell. What was he said that Thomas Jefferson? Uh... Oh, Thomas Jefferson said that uh, banking establishments were more dangerous than standing armies. There you go. Yeah, um, I like sitting armies. If you ask me, <sighs> punch our eight, eight bucks. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Yeah, 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 but you, you can almost buy a jersey mic. So. Oh goddamn it! Um, all right, so uh, they go to the safe deposit box and they pull out the head. Um, <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Frank is getting this lie detector test. 
um, where he comes and tells the truth about everything that's going on. And the new sheriff is just, like, laying into him, like, you know, I have friends over at Tarrytown. I'm going to make sure you get the best possible treatment. She's being such a B-word for no reason. And I mean the bad B-word, not the not the <laughs> other Buffy. B- She's being such, such a Buffy. Such a Buffy for, like... Like, no. I don't know. Does she have history with... No, she's just she's not. She's not. She's just trying to get him to tell what she thinks is the truth. She thinks he's trying to fake an insanity plea. She thinks that he's trying to get off of a, a double murder be- rap. Yeah, you know God. that he's recanting his testimony because he's he hates prison and that he wants the easy life. Can't she just believe in Ancetif and the fact that it took over some people and killed two people? It's kind of hard. You see <laughs> what. What's going to be interesting with this is that she, if she knew Abby's mom, and Abby's mom went crazy, presumably because she kind of had these visions of what was happening, I feel like she knows more than she's letting on. And Mm. therefore, it's like, I don't think she really is this, like, outside party. Whereas Frank sincerely was like, whoa, this is weird. Whoa, what's going on? Whoa, they're a headless That's people. That's what I'm saying. She's got an agenda. Like, she's got something yeah. going on. Whether it's supernatural or not, there's something she's up to. I don't think she's long for this world. <laughs> well, I think she could be long for the world in general. Can you imagine if, like, that's the woman that Moloch like possesses to bride get to the real of Moloch. Bride of Moloch. Yeah. They're the king and queen of Purgatory Prom. She's the third horseman. <laughs> God. No, yeah. no. She's no, the I... horseman of Buffy. No, no. she's what? Dolores Umbridge. I meant the other Stop. B word. You meant the, which, you, then, come on, you're better than that. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's check in with Is Katrina, it? our favorite, least favorite character oh on the God. show, depending on who you ask. And uh, she's got a magical jewel around her neck that allows her to see and hear everything that the horseman wants her to taste and smell. What? <laughs> um, Including his magical side curls. His magical side <laughs> curls. Uh, yeah. It, well, we, and see, not just taste and smell. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's like. Don't. <laughs> Eating the curls. Can I just can I it's just say cute. something? Right, he makes a point that I'm wondering how deeply it, it embedded itself in her brain. Which is like he made a pretty decent point. Which is like, listen, you know, he got out. Well, yeah, he loves another. Obviously, I mean, she was in purgatory for like a second, and mm-hmm. he got her out immediately. He left you there for hundreds of years. Think about that. And it, she actually like takes that and is like, wow, that is. A thing. He was buried in the earth for a lot of that. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, do we think on any level that she's actually entertaining his proposal of love? It definitely sink like was sinking in in mm. that moment. Like she definitely thought, oh, yeah. There was a bit of recognition. It yeah, was weird because she's like because she has seen it with her own eyes. The hugs, the longing. The almost touches we love it. Mm-hmm. The embracing. Yeah. I, I actually don't think that she's that she's taking those words to be, oh now headless, I love you. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like this really hurts because I do see this. Like yeah. I think I think She's not gonna like end the world because of it, but right. she's like, Well damn But for those of you who are fans of Stockholm syndrome, um <laughs> I am a huge fan of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I love Beauty and the Beast. Well, hold on. I want to know where she's going with this. Well, there's one of one of our um, fans tweeted me. Her handle is looking for realness, and um, she is shipping Head Trina. Wow, is she is going Katrina. for it. Yeah, 
Because she wants uh, her to fall in love with her captor. Interesting. Totes, nah. I do, well... That ship sunk before it even set sail. Can I just say, though... I do find it weird, though, that she was... Even though it was an arranged marriage, supposedly these people were all friends at one point. Right. So there's no... it, It shocks me that there's no way of her talking to him in a way that's remember who you are. It's all like, you're evil, blah, blah, blah. Like... That never seems like well, the best way to go about But she things. also says, she also says, and, and goodness knows whether or not this is the truth, chime in, that, you know, like, you didn't give me the time to, like, adjust it. You were so head over, like, like let's just get married, let's do it. And you didn't allow me to learn to love you. And, you know, if you had, maybe I would have. Sounds like reasonable BS. Hmm. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, no, that's, she, intentionally, that's, intentionally. That's, that's a good way to not put it. you... It's me. Well, essentially, yeah. But like, it, that's what she's doing. She's in, mm-hmm. she's saying something that he can she's understand. Him on what a Buffy, Jack, uh, Jackie. Stop comparing Buffy with the other no, B word. That's just, terrible. It's just a placeholder. You yeah. know, like what a what a Buffy. No, um, we're gonna piss people. Off. Somebody not having like a head. Me. Somebody not having yeah, a head. Deal breaker, yay or nay? It's total deal breaker. I deal breaker. Yeah. Although for our fans, it's not as much of a deal breaker. Although I will say, he's got magic horseman of death cock. Uh, or nay? Say that. <laughs> Well, I thought about it before, but I didn't get to say it. Well, at least she has that necklace that lets her taste and smell. I was going to say ass. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. He does look good once he takes his shirt off. It's true. And a lot of people prefer him without his head. do not Google that. Do not Google that. His head is weird looking, but his body is on point. And I feel bad because... Because as a feminist, I don't feel in like re- I don't feel good about reverse objectification. Like I don't think it's fair to to be like, oh, this guy's hot. But he- you feel better about it when he's got no head. No, I'm okay. just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so it's that- like there's butterface. Like she looks good, but her face. Yeah, and now he's it's like, like he's, a butterface. He's like but his head. Like yeah. he looks good, but his head's missing. But I kind of there is a part of me that feels bad about that. You know, just know it's that okay. as a feminist, okay. I'm not participating. In um, reverse gender discrimination. Okay, that's fine. Did you really just? I did. I'm gonna say though, as as a feminist, Katrina's hair looks very nice today. Yes. Yeah. Um, her hair looks great her while she's wearing that corset. Looks awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> boys uh-huh. will be boys. Okay. <laughs> so, um, meanwhile, three against one. Henry is sitting in you his. You can't even do math. Henry is. Henry is sitting Henry in is. his stu- in his study of dark contemplation, and uh, he gets sucked through a mirror to Moloch, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Father. I'll I'll be better next time." Let me talk to you. Like, let me talk to you. Why like is this. Henry German in this scene? He's always been German. We just don't know it. Yet. Zach, would you like to? Grim crossover. Oh German, yeah, mispronounced there you go. Words. He's a, uh, a headless horseman. Oh, I say, ich der headless horseman. So. The grim version would be a horse with no head, but it's like a man. It's like a centaur with no head. Cool. <laughs> so it's just legs. Der Pferdmann mit kein Kopf. What? The horseman with no oh, head. I feel like I'm going to leave here and write no a cup. spec script for Grimm's version of the Sleepy Hollow myth. <laughs> That'd be you dope. Could write, just, you could write the great crossover with Grimm and Sleepy Hollow. You know, I love I love the, the parish character. Um, what's his real name? I forgot. Henry Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy, that's right. I love the Henry, Henry Parish Jeremy. Hello, mother. But 
honestly, I would rather him just have his eyes down than having his hand like this, because this makes me think he's, like, watching a scary movie and he doesn't want to <laughs> see it, but, like, he wants to see it. Yeah. And it's just kind of, it It really took me out of the scene a little bit. Moloch is like, uh, listen, forget about that failure. I'm going to figure out how to come to Earth myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that I took as Moloch, like... This is not your part of the plan. I've got mm. two other horsemen doing their thing. I'm going to get to Earth. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about how that's all going to go Just down. Just take care of the but witnesses. But like, like, he's he's delegating. He's like, I need you to do this thing. Uh, don't worry about the other stuff. <laughs> Micromanaging. Mm-hmm. All I'm thinking of mo- is Moloch with like a Brooklyn accent right now. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm doing this. I'm going to be delegating. See, now I'm thinking of him as Bill Lundberg in Office Space. Like, yeah, you could take care <laughs> of the witnesses. That. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stay in purgatory on Saturday. <laughs> He's got a clipboard. Ooh, yeah. See, I had you down here yeah. for the witnesses. Yeah. My, my, my coming to the surface, not. Yeah. Do you not have those thing. TPS reports? And by TPS, of course, I mean the Purgatory we're, Services. We're reports. putting cover letters on all our Sin Eater reports from oh, now. Oh, sorry, on. the Purgatory Sock Hop. Um, <gasps> That's the next dance. By the way, Corbin comes out in a wheelchair. I created jump to conclusions. Oh God. <sighs> I, I love that movie even. so go much. Go ahead, go ahead, Jack. So, can we get a pun jar for that collective go- conversation? Fine. If we're going back what is to, that, if we're going back to Moloch delegating and saying that he's going to get himself out, then why are they still planning to get him out anyway? I feel like that maybe might have been the start of uh, of them planting information for Katrina to hear. What, what I what okay. I imagine it as is that they have to do their thing. Bef- like totally separate from him coming to Earth, like or it has to happen before he can come. Got it. Like they have the witnesses have to be taken care of. If he comes now, they're gonna take care. They're gonna knock him out. Yeah. Also, in regards to Henry and his opinion of Katrina, or Jeremy and his opinion of Katrina. I mean, I feel like most adult men, like or at least this adult man, underestimates his mom. He's like, this is my dumb mom who let me die. Like. <laughs> She's been trapped in purgatory all these years. My mom's useless. Thank her for giving me all this power. Stupid mom. But she's a stupid mom. This wasn't the power I wanted. <laughs> God, I wanted toy train powers. But this it's is... the one he deserved. Yeah. No. I don't want speaking socks of, powers. Speaking of parental issues. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> speaking of parental issues, I, I do like that. So I'm watching this whole thing, and I'm like, why does, even though he's, like, the horseman of death, and he gets, like, a bed knobs and broomsticks, like, horseman that he gets to, like, play around with, I don't understand why he's loyal to Moloch, and then in this episode, it cemented it because he sees him as his dad. And so I'm like, it would make sense to me that... The horseman of war. We're talking about Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry, not Horsemen of Death, Horsemen of War. And so it, it makes sense to me in that respect that, okay, he's doing this because because Abraham's doing it for revenge. So Jeremy's doing this not so much for revenge, but because he didn't have a father figure and he sees Moloch as his father figure. I actually thought about that a lot because I'm like, oh, these are the four Horsemen of Apocalypse. Who the hell is this Moloch guy compared to them? Because I'm like, these guys, the big... He's big, Mac Daddy. Yeah, but Moloch, Moloch is Mac Daddy. But what it really had me thinking is that Henry Parrish is planning to betray Moloch as soon as he gets to the real world for his own means. Because if they're under the control of Moloch at the moment, true freedom would be to get rid of that control. 
But he's daddy. He's Mac Daddy. Well, yeah, you don't but betray if he Mac enters, Daddy. If he enters... Mac Daddy can pip slap you. If he enters <laughs> the real world, he'll become alive. Right. So you can kill him. But he's Mac Daddy. You don't betray Mac Daddy. Mac yeah, Daddy can pip slap you. Yeah, he's the one putting you like, into power. Like He gave him that like metal of like crazy metal man thing to yeah, control. Yeah, his, like, his soul He's the armor. one that gives him the power. His flaming sword So it's more like, like the equivalent of Satan in this, then? I, I feel like he's like Satan's I minion. Feel, I feel yeah. like Moloch cannot be like the head of the totem. I think no, he's not. Yeah, I, 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 he's not Satan. I don't think so. Anyway, he's not Satan. That's all no. I'm saying. Satan. Satan. That's all I'm different. Satan. But he nine nine bucks punger. I didn't even hear it. Oh, yeah. he said that's all I'm Satan. <sighs> I wish I did. Uh, I hear we're running low on time, and there's a lot of stuff we still we're haven't touched yet. on. Right. We got time. No, we're now. It's 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 almost midnight, dude. Um, so they go down to the catacombs uh, to find the kindred, and we get to have another great history moment with this uh, with this uh, inventor of the battery, inventor of the battery, the, the closed circuit. But we also get a callback. These bats, which are a callback directly to the bats in Purgatory in Episode One, and they use it as an opportunity to talk about the fact that you know Purgatory almost broke Abby, and it's like a great scene. Uh, for uh, for Nicole Bahari, but I'm wondering what else is the and significance of these And it shows how much bats? they care about each other. Well, mm. the special By effects the guy really liked that effect and wanted to use it again. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's something about it. Like, are do bats haunt where demons lay? Like, it's a demon monster. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't mean it that way, Stephen. I don't uh, even know what you're talking about. I no, just thought the way you phrased that was hilarious. Demon sex. Yeah, no, that's not how I was even thinking. I just uh, thought it was funny. Um, how like real we're getting with this? Where do the but, demons like, the, lay? But if bats like ba- bats have a very demonic sense of yeah. like to them, like just because of Dracula and all that. But so I wonder if they are guardians or something. I'm just wow. thinking. I think the bats themselves were not exactly supposed to be as similar as they were in Purgatory. I think it was just the fact of her being so upset by the bats, what we were supposed to take away from it, not as if they were the exact same thing. Okay. Um, so, do you notice where this like whole grave situation is? Though it, it looks like where Zombie Andy used to sleep. But they mm-hmm. said it's a new part of the catacombs they've never been in before. Well, it looks and like the Zombie Andy part of the catacombs. Look, well, it's all when, the same. It's there, all when, when plans are similar, there's bound to be catacombs that are similar. Okay, <sighs> yeah. it's a new catacombs and it's a new plan. And it's a new season of Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, they raise the kindred. There's a great fight between the kindred and the horsemen of death. Oh, well, so he has to say it twice. He has to, like, yeah. say the encryption twice. twice. He tries I a did, bunch of times. I did like that moment because I, I do... I do find it false if if you're watching a show, and it's so funny to say on it like a supernatural show. I find this false, but when when everything works out perfectly, mm-hmm. exactly on time. So I love it that pause, and it's like, well, you did something wrong. You Maybe know? I mispronounced some of the words. Well, I got to do it again. I love the old tropes because like I I don't know what you Matt and Zach said something to me before I'd watched the first episode where you're like you're gonna feel like you've seen it before, and like I love the old tropes. Is that what we said? No, something. we were saying, like, don't... You're going to think you missed something because yeah. that okay. opening. Because no, I kind of figured what it was pretty quickly, but I loved the tropes. I thought you were talking about how, like, cliche a lot of the things in it were. But, like, 
they were in a good way cliche where we're like, oh, this is great. I like it. Like the, the double... Uh, familiar, it, not cliche. Is yeah, that what familiar, you mean? That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like the double Ichabods and things like that. Oh, which one's the real one kind of thing. But in this episode, I really... It, it kind of threw me back to Army of Darkness. <laughs> it's like, Klaatu, Verata... <laughs> like, he messes up the encryption. I love that old kind of trope. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they wind up leaving Katrina there. We just have ground cover. Um, they wind up leaving Katrina there. After the worst kiss ever, which most of it was held behind a flame, because that's how bad the kiss was. Just pointing it out. That's, I don't think that was... That's why they did and that. And it could be shit. It was behind a flame because it was hot. What yeah. is it? Katrina? Yeah. Katrina. Or Catabod. Catabod. That's a shipping name. They're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't need. They they are the ones repairing because they were the ones repairing under the light of the God cranes. in a church. So we can just say the cranes. The cranes. Yeah, the cranes. The cranes. The cranes. Uh, yeah. So they leave her there, and and Abby has a moment of like. What? I, I uh, love that too because she she's, she's like, like we just did all this we for just did what? All this to save you. What you're not going? Yeah. Huh? Well, okay, okay. Let me just say this real quick though because Abby did the same gosh darn thing when Ichabod visits her in Purgatory. No, don't save me. This is way too much bigger right now. Leave me here. Okay, so come on, guys. Oh, you mean Katrina did the same thing? No, Abby. Oh. In the very first episode of the season. Oh, okay. He's like, I'm going to use the key to get you out. No. But don't she, do that but, because it's too much at stake. And now it's like, I'm going to save you, Katrina. No. But she wasn't. Don't do that because there's too much at stake. But Abby wasn't privy to that conversation. So as far as Abby knows, it's like they looked like they had some great reunion and then she was just staying there. So it makes sense for her to have a reaction like, yeah, I don't get it. WTF, man. Yeah. We just did a lot of work yeah. to what bust hell? her out. Yeah. We just um, made a Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh... I love that word. Okay, yeah. it's great. It's fun. Uh, so Frank winds up in Tarrytown. He's about to get awful, uh, awful stuff happening to him when Henry comes in with this demon pen that he's cursed and he put a needle in, whatever. Um, and uh, he's like, "No, I'm his lawyer. Injunction served. You can't do anything bad to him while I'm around. Here, why don't you sign this contract? You're not going to read in, in blood." blood. <sighs> I just Damn am so it. disappointed in Frank. He's now it's a like, soldier of Moloch, right? You should know to read everything that people hand you. But it's a lawyer that his wife hired. It's invisible demon ink. But, like, uh, there has to be, like, you, you. even if you're not going to, like, read everything, you skim it to, like, get the gist. And so you pick up on things like immortal soul, <clears throat> damned to hell for all eternity. <laughs> right, right. Little clauses like that that might be in there. Have to work with, uh, what's the actor's name who was Harold and Harrelson Kumar? John Cho. John Cho. Okay, I didn't want he's to get like, no, he's, he's like the new John Cho now. He's like the new zombie Andy. Yeah, John Cho's too busy giving Karen Gillan a makeover. Yeah, on some <laughs> on ABC. Okay, now, Zach, before the show, you said there I, was something small that you, you totally are giving I, way too yeah, much importance to. It's, for those of you that don't know, because I forgot, to, I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, I grew up in... Westchester. I grew up two towns over from the real village of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, so Dobbs Ferry got you really excited. So when they're like, I know where they are. They're in Willow Point, which you might know as Dobbs Ferry, which is my hometown. And I'm just like running around jumping. I'm so excited. I just imagine you're not actually a theory or anything. No, it's just me enjoying that. But like, there's all those little things on this show. That cabin. 
I know Dobbs Ferry very well. It's in like the middle of the woods or whatever. This is this is the cool part though. There's like really no place that that could be in the actual Dobbs Ferry. There's some woods, but the main the only place I could think of that it could possibly actually sit is on the Washington Irving estate. Ooh. Because between Dobbs Ferry and Sleepy Hollow is one of the towns is Irvington, which they have yet to ever mention on this show. Frank hasn't gotten it yet. Well, I, my old thought was, is Washington Irving ever going to be a character? Like, I know they named Frank Irving mm-hmm. after yeah. him, but would it would be very interesting to make Washington Irving a character yeah. somehow involved in the show. It so would the, be very, the man who wrote the story. You know, cool. so, I, somebody brought it up last season. Does does the story of Sleepy Hollow, like the, the actual written story, not exist in this world? They haven't mentioned it at all. Yeah, and I feel like they would have been like, man, this seems familiar <laughs> to that story, that Washington Irving story. Maybe and like, a lot of the names are the same. Do you know your name's the same as this guy <laughs> in this book? Maybe like we're going to end the series on like the legacy book that they're talking about. It's been foretold and they're going to close the book that has like the witnesses and Moloch and all that and it's going to say the legend of Sleepy We get a Jumanji <laughs> style like I mean his name is Parrish. Um, like a Jumanji style just like bring it all back and none of it happened except that our characters remember. When they start pulling giant mosquitoes as like the, the baddies for an episode I'm out. Yeah maybe that, that might not be the greatest thing. Okay time for predictions. And if they ever bring Robin Williams in, it'll be too soon. Your oh. After Buzz TV predictions. Alright. Hey, Mullick's gonna go ahead and take your soul. I'm gonna get him out. It's too, too soon. Bro. Too soon. Yeah. Alright, so what do we think is happening Robin next week, people? Uh, there, was a, there was a promo. I missed the preview. I didn't see the preview either because I watched on Hulu. Me too. Jackie, um, you saw it. I did, but I still, like... They didn't get much. I didn't see. They didn't get much, and I. I really want to see what happens to Frankenstein. Yeah, I, he's like, gone. He's somewhere. I. I want to know, like, if because he seems to be good, but it's like I want to know. I want to know if he is actually good. Yeah. Like, is is he really like a sentient being, or is he just like a puppet that you he's can walk around? He's pretty sentient because he was, or at least at the point where he's actively protecting the witnesses mm-hmm. because he notices he's about to kill. Headless. Yeah. He's got stab him, him over over a barrel. He's gonna stab him, and then he sees that Abby's gonna die, and he Im- immediately turns around and goes to protect her. Yeah. And how gonna, badass was Abby in that scene? It was a great mm-hmm. sequence when she's filling him through full of buckshot, or she's mm-hmm. trying, but it's, it's soul armor, so it's impossible. Cool ass armor. Yeah. He's got I mean, plus twenty dragon armor, man. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna come back and he's gonna be like, I'm Groot. Like he kind of reminds me of that character, like the speed, the character that can't say anything really, mm-hmm. but like that is going to be there to help out time to time. Got it. I guess the question is what spirit is controlling him? Mm. It's George Washington. Okay. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us here on the the Sleepy Hollow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV this week. Tune in next week for an all-new episode. Uh, Zach Wilson, where can the people find you? Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. Also here at AfterBuzz. Lots of fun shows. Uh, Doctor Who, Doctor Who Classics, uh, Grace Point starting up this week, Grim starting up soon. Lots of stuff. Tune in. Okay. Jack Abrowski. Uh, At 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter. At 123JackieB, all one word on Instagram. And the Strain finale this coming Sunday. All right, Sean, if the, the soundboard's not working, quit it and then reopen it.
Stephen Lemieux. Hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, and doing the Strain Finale After Show this Sunday, as well as Sons of Anarchy on Tuesday. And also, wouldn't it be crazy if it was actually Benjamin Franklin? Whoa. The kindred? <laughs> yeah, because that would kind of add a whole new dynamic. And there was no one that he trusted as much as himself. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. But then now I'm just picturing him trying to sleep with women Yeah, exactly. Silent, oh. silent up to ladies and be like, <laughs> He'd like give him a necklace first so they could like hear what he's actually trying to say. There we yes. go. Enchanted jewelry. Folks, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. And you can visit my own personal YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman, Woo. where I'm doing a 60 day vlog every day weight loss challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. Woo. You should check it out and maybe participate. We're having a great time. Thank you all so much. See you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 